Hey everyone, my name is Andrew Warner. I'm the founder of Mixergy, where I interview entrepreneurs about how they built phenomenally successful businesses. And about a year ago, in early 2016, I realized that my email list, no matter how much effort we put into it, and we hire all these experts, it just was never going to like double in response rate. Yeah, we can keep growing it, but people are not using email that much. So I started looking around for solutions and I said, hey, you know what? The reason it's not working so well is because when my wife and I are messaging each other, we're using the messaging app that comes with our phone. When Tam, Pham, our community manager at Mixergy, he was at the time the community manager, he's now risen up. When he and I were communicating, we were using Facebook Messenger. We were using all these different chat apps. No wonder email isn't effective. Everyone's using chat apps. I said, all right, there's got to be a solution to this. If we're all on chat, is there a way to do email marketing essentially, but via chat? So I started looking around at bots. Bots are basically software that communicates with humans via a chat app. And almost every single freaking bot that I saw out there was trying to reproduce an app inside a chat experience. And they were so proud that if you wanted to buy uh, an airline ticket, you can do it in chat. That if you wanted to have your photo retouched, you can take a photo of yourself, chat it over to a bot on Facebook Messenger, and have the photo return back. And I thought, that's really smart, but also stupid. People are not thinking, I need to buy an airline ticket. I better go into my Messenger app to do it. And so I hunted and I hunted and I hunted and I went through a site called botlist.co and I looked at every single app in there for creating a bot that allowed us to communicate with our audience in the platform where they are. Not try to reproduce apps, but re but reproduce email in the more modern way that people communicate, which is chat apps, you know, like Slack, Facebook Messenger, etc. And I came across this one company that frankly looked too good to be true. It was called ManyChat. And I'll tell you how skeptical I was that it worked. It, I mean, it really worked, but I said, how did these guys get it so perfectly? I got to find out who the founder is. I said, I'm, I'm running Mixergy. I got a lot of pull. I'm going to find out who the founder is. Found the founder's name. I have zero connection to him. I looked around. I said, someone in my network would. And there's a guy named Matt Ellsworth who did. He worked at 500 startups. I said, Matt, do you know these guys? He said, yeah. Can you vouch for them? He said, yeah. Can you intro me? He said, yeah. I get in person with this guy, the founder of ManyChat, Mikhail Yang. Most of his friends know him as Mike. And it actually works. And not only does it work where someone could actually subscribe to my chats via Facebook Messenger, but the intelligence behind the scenes of dripping out content, of tagging people, of interacting with people the way that they want to be interacted with based on what they've told us, brilliant. And so I've been working with this app. I was the very first customer, very first person to pay ManyChat because I loved it so much and I've been using it ever since. And today I have the founder of ManyChat on here. Um, and we're doing an interview with someone who's a little earlier in the evolution of his business. In fact, this whole space is still pretty young, but it's important to have this conversation because he's gotten very far and because I want you to see the future of chat as a way of interacting with your customers. All right, just to be clear, his name is Mikhail Yang. The company name is ManyChat, and they do messenger marketing. That means everything I talked about happens via Facebook Messenger, an app that has 1.2 million people every single month chatting with each other. And this whole interview is sponsored by TopTal and uh, Acuity Scheduling. I'll tell you more about them later. Mike, good to see you, man. Hey, Andrew. Thanks for having me. All right. I've talked a lot about the reasons for this. Let's talk practical. 
Give me an example of someone who's actually using ManyChat to reach their customers and how he's doing, you know, as a business, not like, is he having interesting conversations? Sure, sure. So we have this uh, just messenger alchemist, uh, Sean uh, Patrick Simpson, who uh, gets, he, he got over 40,000 uh, messenger subscribers on his messenger list. And uh, basically what he does is he uses our growth tools. And inside ManyChat, there is a section that allows you to like convert visitor, block visitors into messenger subscribers, uh, like uh, links, uh, uh, Facebook ads into messenger subscribers. And uh, he uses those to start an interaction. And Facebook has this policy of 24 hours after the first interaction, uh, not the first, actually, the last interaction. So every time a person interacts with your bot, you have this 24 hours to basically message them for free and about anything. So it can be promotional, it can be ads. After 24 hours, it cannot be ads. So it's, it's, it's kind of like the policy that Facebook has right now. So he has this brilliant like sequences and uh, interactive messages that he uses to drive traffic back to his um, store, uh, online store, and to actually do sales. So one of the campaigns that he did, he... Um, um, spent like two thousand on ads and uh, made eleven thousand in sales in just like a few days. So it was really like the the ROI that you can get on new marketing channels is just crazy. This is uh, Sean Patrick Simpson. I googled him. Is his company Soul Space? Um, it's uh, Sarah Prout, uh, dot uh, com. I see. Uh, yep. Okay, and Sarah Pout is the author. I see sarahpout.com, and what they do is, let me take a look. It's kind of a, like manifest your dreams type of a business, right? Yep. Okay, yep. and so what? He, what's he doing exactly? He's buying an ad that gets someone yeah. to do what? So how this works is you can buy an ad, like a newsfeed ad, mm -hmm. and I'm sure like a lot of people from your audience like have done mess, uh, Facebook marketing. So... A newsfeed ad, but it links not to a website, not a, to a uh, landing page. Uh, but when the person clicks on that ad, it instantly starts a conversation. So the person doesn't have to leave Facebook. So, so just to be he, clear, I see the yeah. ad as I go through my newsfeed. I think, hey, that's kind yeah. of interesting. I click the button. Instead of clicking the button going to a web page, the little messenger pop-up in the bottom right comes up and they their bot starts to talk to me. Yeah, all automated. Okay, That's, and then what is the yes. what's the goal of the bot? So the the goal of the bot is to continue the conversation and to actually um, it depends on your business model. So it depends on how uh, what, what is does your he do funnel? with the bot once the bot starts talking. At that point, does he say go buy Sarah Prout stuff? No, no, that's uh, that would be too a little too, too hard. aggressive. Like, uh, yeah, too aggressive. So, what he does is, for example, there there can be a uh, blog post uh, saying, um, "Hey, do you want to see like seven signs of uh, that you're manifesting uh, your uh, dreams?" For example, and the person clicks like, "I want to know like what is what are the seven signs?" And it, it was a blog post that had like just seven bullet points, etc. And that's it. And he links uh, to the blog so, post? Uh, no, no. It was it, previously to a bot. It was like a, an ad that linked to the blog post. Uh -huh. uh, but with a bot, when the person clicks on an ad, it says, 
hey, and it can already know your first name. So the beauty of the messenger marketing is when you when the interaction starts, uh, you already know the first name, the last name, the gender, the time zone, the uh, profile picture. Because you don't Facebook get that sends all that stuff yeah. to your bot. As soon as somebody engages with the bot, Facebook yeah. says, I want the bot to be as smart as possible. I'm okay yeah. giving the bot the person's name, et cetera. Okay, so then it would say, yeah. hey, Andrew, do you want to know these seven ways that you can manifest your, your goals? It's, yeah, it's, it's just, it, it starts like, hey, here's the first sign. And there is the button saying, like, uh, read about the second sign. Got it. And then it says the second sign, et cetera. And it's uh, like, imagine it's seven layers. So do you know what the CTR is of, like, each of those layers? Uh, you know what? I imagine the first one's really high, and then it gets lower. It's 95 to 98%, and it doesn't get lower. So it's like all so, of the- so somebody gets this chat box. They say, do you want to yeah. know the, I forget, what was it? Do you want to know the what? Yeah. Uh, the seven signs that you're manifesting. The seven your signs that, that you're manifesting. Yeah. I say yes. That's yeah. 95% or higher of the people who see it. 95% of people click yeah. that. Then I it's, get my it's just, first it's, sign. It, 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 yeah, it says the first sign and then like read the second sign, read the third sign. And I have sign, to press the button to get the next one. And yeah. then I press the button to get the next one and so on. Yeah. And you're saying over 95 out of 100 people will keep clicking all the way to the end. Um, uh, sorry, I think over the, 95% the, the total... of people who see those buttons will click them. Yeah, on each one you get ninety five percent. So uh, if it's seven signs and it's ninety five percent, it's gonna be like uh, close to seventy percent, eighty percent finishing those seven steps. I see. And after those se- seven steps, he actually directs people to the website where they do a quiz. So imagine, like it's it's insane. You have this uh, ad that starts an interaction inside a bot that. After that, unfolds into seven micro interactions, and then it directs to a website where where there is a quiz, and to get the results of the quiz, you enter your email. So guess what? He gets the same cost per email with the bot and without the bot. So basically, those seven interactions for him are free, but... But with the bot, he gets the messenger lead. So that's a conversation that already started. And uh, he can now reach through the email and through the bot. And people who have completed those seven steps inside the messenger are much more engaged and much more loyal. Because the number of like interactions that they've had with the brand is, is much bigger than just like, hey, here's a quiz and like give us your email. And I could see that the experience of pressing buttons to get the next and the next and the next part of the conversation is actually really useful. It's useful for a couple of reasons. Number one, I don't think people want to sit passively and read, which is why if you sit to read an article online, your body might fidget a little bit. You might go to look at another tab, right? We want to be active while we're reading. And the messenger experience gives us a little bit and then forces us to be active, then a little bit more and gives us another opportunity to be active. So we're focused on what we're reading much more. I could see the power uh, of doing that. It, the other thing that's useful is you get to see the the, the uh, click rates. And if one of these points suddenly drops off in click rates, you know that the thing you did just before the button was not very interesting and you should you should go and edit it. And so you'd know exactly which of your points, what part of your message people are not paying attention to and which part they're paying attention to heavily. All right. And I'm imagining what he does then is after somebody goes through that, they then are in a sequence where I think at first what he did was every day he messaged them, sometimes multiple times a day. And yeah, then he he's was, backed he off just, of that. Yeah. 
Sorry. Yeah, he was just he was just experimenting with it, and uh, it was uh, he tried some some more aggressive, less aggressive stuff, and uh, it was like it's really important to stay within like the Facebook guidelines. So after twenty four hours, you can only send content that people subscribe to, and that cannot be like promotional or ads. So the way that you do messenger marketing is you. Uh, get the person through an ad to your bot, 24 hours to like do something that you want, anything that you want actually, and then you need to that person to subscribe that person to something, and to get his explicit permission to message you, uh, to message uh, that person, um, uh, and after that, basically like every time the person interacts with the bot, you can do like the 24 hours are open again. So uh, he did like a lot of experiments, and uh, some of them were really aggressive. Uh, and then he got backlash from the people because Messenger is really invasive, and like businesses should actually uh, pay attention to that because it, it's really easy for a person to unsubscribe inside Messenger. It's just like swipe right. Swipe left, delete conversation, and the business can never message that person again. So it's not like email or uh, SMS where you can just upload your list to another provider or to the same provider, frankly, and like just start messaging them again. That's not how it works in Messenger. Like the businesses cannot start conversations unless the person started them. So he got the backlash. He backed off and started to do this properly and to actually message people uh, when they actually wanted it and when the uh, retention of the Messenger subscribers was uh, very good. Uh, but for every business, it's going to be different. So we have businesses who are messaging customers uh, once a day. We have uh, content providers who are messaging people multiple times a day, and people are not unsubscribing, uh, and they're still getting like... Uh, so we had one uh, bot that had over 10,000 subscribers, and they messaged like uh, in, the sp- in the span of a week, they messaged their audience 14 times. And? And they got eighty uh, percent open rates and ten percent ten percent CTR on each one of those messages. Ten percent is pretty low. Ten percent on each one of those messages. Uh, like imagine, like imagine that sending fourteen emails to your audience. I see, and you're still getting ten percent. What are they doing that they getting... that they need to send that it's... many messages? Content. They're just doing content. What's the kind of like, content that, that gives people um, a reason to uh, message multiple times a day? They're uh, they're talking to um, their audience is uh, young adults uh, and health. So uh, here is uh, a content about how to stay uh, healthy during the flu season. Here's uh, how to uh, what's what's the benefits of apples or like health related content for uh, young people. And they're just like they they have the schedule. Like, hey guys, do you want to get two daily tips uh, on uh, uh, in the morning and in the evening? about your health and people subscribe to that and they send this out. So it's like having that many messages, of course your CTRs are going to go lower because like people get like people will only read the things that they are interested in, but like 10% over 14 messages in a week, like that's insane. That's like, I don't know, 10 or 20 times higher than email. And if you're thinking about like the, 
uh, other side of the um, uh, the other side of the equation, like uh, I don't know, spectrum. Um, there is this. Uh, we have one client. It's a music label, uh, record label. They send out one broadcast every week, so a weekly broadcast uh, with a thirty-second uh, preview of an upcoming single from their record label. And it's an electronic dance music label, so they put out a lot of singles out. I see. And uh, how's that doing so for them? They, they're sending like uh, once a week this thirty-second preview, and you have to actually to click on the button to listen to it. They get fifty-six percent CTR on those broadcasts. Fifty-six out of one hundred people who get those broadcasts will actually listen to the music that they were sent. Yeah which is yes. a really deep engagement. I don't think I want audio or video that often when I'm in Messenger. I just want to see it. Like you ever know those guys who will do nothing but send you recorded messages on uh, iMessage, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I just want to read yeah. it. I'm in the middle of a meeting and I'm scanning what you just said and I can't understand it because you sent it an audio message. All right, but you know yeah. what? If I was deep into music and I wanted to know the latest stuff, I'd actually be happy that they were sending me something new to listen to. Yeah. Um, you know what? Before I interview guests... I usually record myself, say to them, anything you say, I'm going to publish. Even if we're friends, I'll burn the friendship before I burn the interview. And that way I have that to record. And when they come back to me and they say, Andrew, I, I wish I hadn't said it. I could say, here's a recording. It's published. Um, I didn't get to say it to you. I'm going to say it to you now. And with that warning, how many bots are built on the ManyChat platform? We have over 20,000 uh, bots right now on the platform. Okay. And it's so free to create a bot. But but yeah. free gets you some uh, branding, so we'll, people will know that we're using ManyChat. How many paid customers yeah. do you have? Um, we don't disclose that information right now. Is it more than like ten thousand in revenue a month right now? Yes, it is. Okay, all right, and it's fairly small. It's like I think ten bucks to get started, but it actually builds up yeah. fast if you build your following. And I think now's the time to build it before everyone else is doing it. Like imagine how hard it is to get an email subscriber now. 10 years ago, people say, yeah, I'll give you my email address. Get me what you got. My email isn't full, so I'll do it. So I think it's it's worth uh, getting as many subscribers as possible. And then it starts to add up like $10 per what, 10,000 people or something or per thousand? Yeah. Something like it's, that. It's uh, $10 for 500 subscribers. Okay. Um, and scales from there. Uh, your funding, where's it coming from? So we have uh, the first ones to invest were 500 startups. That's where we got our initial seed money. Um, really glad to the, like, thank you to the team. Uh, wouldn't happen without them. And uh, then we got some VC funds uh, and a business angel. Okay. All right. Um, when we come back, I want to find out a little bit about your background. I want to hear what your vision is for bots. Where do you think this thing is going? And then also what's working today. But first, I have to tell people about a company called TopTal. Do you know about TopTal? Mike? Yeah. You do. What do you know about TopTal? Um, they have this uh, marketplace with the top uh, developers uh, from around the world. And uh, I think a lot of people that we approach, because we have, uh, 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 we have a lot of developers in Eastern Europe, and uh, sometimes we approach people, uh, and uh, we try to get uh, like if you if you hire people from Eastern Europe, you can get like much lower rates than from uh, yep. uh, U.S. 
but TopTel made it really uh, competitive there because those people uh, that are good developers can now work for uh, U.S. companies and uh, like basically get the same salaries but still living in Eastern Europe. So yeah, thanks to TopTel. <laughs> You know what? I have seen that. By the way, one of the things that I respect most, there are two things that I especially admire about you. One of them is that you really get marketing, and I'm not sure how, but you really get direct marketing. All the stuff that would have taken people years to figure out in Infusionsoft and uh, Active Campaign and so on, you just get, and I'm not sure how. And the other thing is you're hiring. I've known you now for over a year. I've seen the people you hire. You freaking hire good people. And that made me trust the platform so much. Like you would come up with an idea with me. I remember just standing out outside of a coffee shop in Noe Valley in San Francisco. We were just talking about what works, and you, and you were saying, "Andrew, you're building tools for get to get in, to get subscribers. What are they? Why those?" Ba 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 ba. Two days, two weeks later, freaking tools were built, and they were more beautiful than our tool. And so I said to Michael, "Look, I know you invested time in this. Scrap it, uh, Mike, Mike, <laughs> our Mike, uh, our Michael on the team." I said, "Scrap it. We'll just use uh, ManyChat's tool." Yeah, hiring great developers means that everything that you guys see as a possibility is actually a reality. You can actually build it in. If anyone out there is listening to me and they want great developers to have the same kind of growth, to be able to say, here's what our customers want, here's where the where the market is going, and instantly get it going, you want the best developers, people who can think for themselves. Uh, Mike is in competition with TopTal. You don't have to be. You can go and hire from TopTal, and they've got a special URL for us. If you want 80 hours of TopTal developer credit for free when you pay for your first 80 hours, and in addition to that, get a no-risk trial period of up to two weeks, you owe it to yourself to use the special URL. It's toptal.com slash Mixergy. toptal.com slash Mixergy. Great developers, uh, and I highly, highly, highly recommend them. Not just because they, they pay me. I was a customer of theirs. I continue to use them. They're fantastic. Go check out Top. All, all, the, all the best developers uh, who we approached uh, use TopTel. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what? And they really are, I think it, we're in a world where I don't think as a developer you should put yourself through Silicon Valley lifestyle. It's very expensive. It's brutal on you. And then what do you get for it? You get most of that living back home where you are. Today, I spent like yeah. time trying to find a babysitter to come get my, my kid from school to bring him home because my wife has to go all the way down to Sunnyvale to, do a, to, to go through a few meetings and then drive all the way back to San Francisco. That's an hour and a half back. She's not going to be able to pick him up from school. We're stressed. How do we find someone to pick him up? You don't have to go through that, and that's what a lot of developers are, are, are realizing. And so they're just living wherever they're from. Let their their parents help out with the kids or just have a really great lifestyle Yeah, and focus on work. Instead of coming into the office, you get to go to your, to your home office and work from there. All right. Let's talk about the vision for this thing. What, sure. what do you envision happening long-term in bots? Um, you know, it's a really great question. I think the, like the potential of bots and of messenger is, uh, still, by far, uh, 90%, 95% of it is untapped. Uh, we think that Messenger is going to become the central hub of communication between businesses and customers. And in a few years, three, five, seven years, it's going to capture a lot of the market share that is right now controlled by uh, phones, email, mobile apps, websites, etc., we Even websites. That, You're saying instead of interacting with a company on a web, I'm going to choose to go through chat? 
I think if you are, it depends on where the interaction starts. So if, if you're looking for something, for sure you're going to use Google or like apps that you're used to. Uh, but if you're starting an interaction from inside, from offline, um, that will, I think, for sure go through Messenger. So Messenger codes, just like we were on F8 uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, Facebook did some uh, really cool announcements. Uh, one of them was the introduction of parametric codes and the parametric code reader that is embedded inside the camera uh, that is accessible right now with just a swipe inside. What's a parametric code, and why is this so revolutionary? So a parametric code, I, I'm sure that a lot of people heard about QR codes. Mm-hmm. Those are like those uh, square barcodes that you can scan and go to, like, uh, contain some information. Um, parametric codes inside Messenger are like Messenger-owned proprietary uh, QR codes. And basically what they do is they start an interaction with a bot, uh, but uh, the beauty of the code is that it contains a payload, like kind of like a ref uh, uh, variable uh, inside the URL. So every time you s- there can be multiple codes, imagine like you go into a retail store, there is uh, five uh, posters, and each one of them promotes like some um, product. And they have all parametric codes. So you can just scan the code and that code will take you to the correct, uh, to the same bot, but it will start a different conversation depending on what... You're saying something like what- this. I'm in a Starbucks. I see a bunch of posters today. Imagine if on the lower right corner, there's this circular code that I can take a picture with Facebook Messenger. And when I take a picture of it, I start a conversation with Starbucks, regardless of which poster I'm looking at. But if I take yeah. a picture of the Frappuccino... It says, hey, this Frappuccino has only 1,500 calories in it or a billion calories, whatever they have in there. And today we're offering it at 10 cents off. Yes. Yes. Why is that that so great? Why why would anyone even want that? It's going to connect offline to online. So camera and parametric codes is the thing that's going to connect offline to online. And you're going to have this seamless experience of like right now, you have to go to websites, to Google, to search. Uh, if you're if you want to follow somebody on s- some uh, social network, you you need to type in their handle. Like uh, I think one of the Snapchat has made like uh, uh, those snap codes uh, pretty popular. Yes. Um, but uh, with Facebook Messenger, it's gonna like take another step forward with introduction of like the automation inside bots. Like, it's all the things coming in together. You're imagining so this, the- that I not only see the poster, and it, yes, it tells me a little bit of something, but I could also come back and say uh, how, how many calories in the, in the foam part of it. And then they come, yeah. come back to me, and I say, I want to order one without the foam so I could save some calories. I say, great. I, press, I yeah. put my thumb on the thumbprint reader of my phone, and then the, the drink is already made for me at the, uh, behind, the, behind the counter. So I don't have to pay. I don't have to wait in line. It's ready for me. That's the world that you're envisioning. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's going to be – and yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you brought up the payments because payments is also a really big part of this vision. You have this uh, – so the bot is – it's like it's not about particularly like about the automation. It's just about having that interface to connect with a business – 
um, that accepts chat that has web views is I think that's web Let's views are going to be really Here's, So first yeah. of all, I get that offline online. I'm a little skeptical yeah. of that because you haven't you haven't been on the F8 because like uh, what Facebook did is they put up this uh, parametric code that said like, hey, if you want free swag, just scan this code and you're gonna uh, we're gonna send you a message of what you've got. And it can be a t-shirt, socks, or something else. And everyone was like, what, what am I going to get? Uh, so this parametric code becomes like this door that you like, can open and see what's inside the box. So there was just like... A bunch of people uh, doing it. Hordes of people with their phones trying to like, get... And everybody, I got socks, and everybody was showing the, mess, like, the, the uh, thing. And imagine you're in the restaurant. And, like, uh, there is a table tent saying, like, hey, do you want a free coffee? Scan this code. And you scan the code and you get, like, this message. And so then you can say, like, it's either a free coffee or a free salad or something. But why the restaurant is doing this? Because it's a loyalty system. Because now when you scan the code, they got your first name, last name, and all the info that we talked about. So it's not like, hey, uh, scan this code to get, like, some information. It's like, hey, here is this. And marketers call this lead magnets, basically, like something that's of value to the end uh, customer uh, that will get them to give you their uh, contact information and to start an interaction. So in email marketing, it would be email, but in Messenger, it would be the connection inside Messenger to start a conversation. And there is like dozens of ways to start a conversation. And uh, parametric codes. I see. The reason that, did I just lose your connection, by the way, Mike? No. I don't oh, think so. Okay, your video froze, but we're fine. I see. The reason I was skeptical, and I love that we can like keep batting this stuff back and forth. The reason I was skeptical is I see QR codes in the world. The problem with QR codes yeah. everywhere is nobody ever scans any of them. And the people who they don't create have the it, scanners. Sorry? They don't have the scanners. So uh, now I guess one, I, one I point... feel like if they're Android, they have it. But but here's the here's the upside of it. There's very little yeah. incentive for people to do it. You're right that once there's a connection made, it's more than just going to a website. It's actually getting something. And it's and the the benefit to a company of giving you something is that they get an ongoing relationship with you. It's kind of like installing an app when you when you take one a, a photo of one of these parametric codes. I get it. I'm I'm now starting to get a little more comfortable with that, right? I can see why a store would say I want to start this conversation because it leads to me telling people more about what we do and they're more likely to buy from us in the future, whether it's and coffee, dinner. And it starts dinner. a 24-hour 24, 24 interaction. So imagine you go inside the store, you scan the code, but then like half an hour later, you get a message like, hey, did you like it or not? Like, hey, uh, there's something that will – your store can continue to have the conversation with the person when that person has left and that conversation can be highly relevant and highly more engaging than like email or SMS. I could see it. So I go into Starbucks, I start the conversation and they tell me what's in the Frappuccino. Uh, At five o'clock on my way home, Starbucks says, hey, by the way, we have this extra whatever spicy latte. Do you want to get one of those as a pick-me-up before you go home? Got it. Okay. All right. Here's the other thing. WebViews, I remember you uh, a few months back you said, Andrew, we've been talking every day, but I'm going to take two weeks. I'm not talking to anybody. Here's everyone on my team. Go talk to them. I'm going to disappear. You disappeared. You came back. I said, what'd you do? You said, I spent some time relaxing. And I looked at what's going on in Asia. And here's what's coming here. And web yeah. news were a part of it. Talk to me about what you see in Asia and how that's going to translate into what's happening in messenger marketing here. 
or messenger yeah, interactions? So, sure. So uh, Asia has been one of the pioneers uh, in terms of messaging and bringing messaging not on, only like to consumers, but actually having messaging as the operating system between businesses and consumers. And WeChat is like the poster child for, for all of this. Um, and they, I think every platform is going to be different. And Facebook already introduced a lot of features that differentiate it really very much from how the platform works uh, in any other uh, country. And this is the, the interesting part of messaging, that every messenger has their own like vision of how this should work. Uh, but basically what happened in WeChat is that uh, web views are the way that you interact with a business, not through chat, not through like typing, because typing is okay for um, smaller interactions, for simpler interactions, but it's really hard for if you have to uh, really fill out a form or something like do some, something complex or when there is media involved or like if you want to do something rich and interesting and interactive, like chat as a way of interacting really good for conversations, really good for customer support, uh, really good for simpler types of inputs. Uh, but a lot of what we are uh, seeing in, um, in the East uh, is, is done through primarily web use. And it's going to be the same for, I think it's going to be the same for Messenger. Some people disagree, but when you look at uh, things that OpenTable does, for example, inside Messenger, uh, like they have essentially a part of their app inside Messenger for reserving, um, for reservations. So uh, you would be able to like go inside like a conversation and say, oh yeah, and let's book a table and open table. And you just click on the uh, plus button inside Messenger Composer. It opens the application drawer and that application drawer, drawer becomes like a second home screen because you've got actual applications that can do really rich stuff through web use, uh, which are inside, which don't break the flow. So the like open table one is that it opens only half away, uh, so it doesn't like switch contexts. Uh, you book a table and you immediately send that reservation back to the chat that you were having with the with the other person. Uh, so yeah, I think web use are going to be huge for for messenger because it, they unlock so much uh, of. Uh, more complex use cases that are not just not possible through bots. Like if you look at what has been done uh, a year ago when Facebook presented this, and like the the the, the example that everyone is picking on is uh, like one eight hundred flowers who did a flower uh, uh, way to buy flowers in Messenger through chat and only chat, and it was like you you had to answer like eighteen questions or like. 20 questions just to like order something and still you had to then go to the web view to enter your credit card details etc so it was tedious it was everyone thought this is not working messenger bots are not going to like fly it's 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 a bomb like just forget about it Mm -hmm. and after like and after you see the web use you see oh those this is how it should work so the chat is for notifications and simpler interactions and web use are for like more complex ones and then like it's a hybrid thing so yeah 
This is why I don't like like chatbots because I I don't think that it's about chat. It's about like a messenger experience, and it's it's all it's about like the whole thing together. You know what? I've been thinking about that. Your company name though is ManyChat. Yeah. What what you gonna do? Yeah, I get it. Uh, we ended up going with the word it's, bot. It's 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 um, it's chat. So basically, it all relies in, at the end of the day. It all relies back on the threads with businesses, and the chat is the uh, window to the web use. So you cannot have the web use if you don't have the chat. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think bots is a good way if you understand them correctly. So we uh, define bots as a uh, just a business like we're in a messenger bots business. So we define bots as a messenger business account. So uh, if you if you define bots that way, not like through like AI NLP thing that talks like a human, etc., but like hey, it's just a business account inside Messenger. Then like I think bots is a perfect word to describe this. Okay, so what you were talking about with 800 flowers, I get. The idea with 800 flowers was, um, well, somebody had a meeting with me now. I, I just booked with you without, let me tell them, I'm in an interview. I thought we weren't meeting today. Um, with I remember when 800 flowers came out, Mark Zuckerberg said, I love this one. And the reason that he loved it is you actually could buy flowers within chat. I remember how cool it was the first time I tried it, but I get your first, I get what you're saying. Cool. The cool thing for me was I said, my wife's having a birthday. What do I get her? And they said, well, here's some flowers. And then I could scroll and see all the pictures. I picked the one that I like and it says, where do you want to send it, et cetera. And you're saying that's kind of cool at first. And yeah, it's, it's interesting that you could buy via messenger, but it's still a lot of chat and back and forth. Imagine if I said my wife is having a birthday on Friday. I'm, I need flowers. And instead of the rest of it being chat, and a web page basically comes up with a bunch of pictures and I could hit a radio box to select the one that I want and then a vase and I could hit a radio box for that and then I hit submit uh, and then my address is already in Facebook, right? So I don't have to re-enter it and they say, here, do you want to send it to your home, your office or somewhere else? I pick the one, right? So here's the thing that I asked you when you first got excited about it. I said, great, why not just go to 800flowers.com? I mean, if it's if the whole thing is so good that you can actually just see a web view, why not just be in the web to view the web? Because because it's about the hybrid experience. Because you want uh, the everything into inside one interaction. So the chat thread with the business becomes a a, a hub for communication with that business. And if you want certain aspects of that business, you can get them via the menu, via the keywords or something, and they're going to send you the links to those, like, uh, to the, uh, for example, buying the flowers for your wife. Uh, but uh, you don't have to remember the website. You don't have to register because you're when you started the conversation, you're already registered. Um, and for the business, it's a much more uh, convenient way to communicate with customers because, if you're if you have visitors on websites, those visitors are not your like they're not your customers yet. You don't know them. You don't know who they are. You don't know like what's you don't have a connection with them. But if they're in Messenger, everyone that visits your bot is an active connection, and you can like interact with those people. I so, see. So even I if the first a, time I go to 800 Flowers chatbot, they know my name, they could address me by name, they know where I am, etc. Et yeah, but. 
Yeah. Can't you basically get that stuff on the web today? They may not know my name, which is fine, but they say they know I'm in San Francisco if I'm in San Francisco by my IP address. And they know my address because I'm going to use Apple Pay and all the, the, and not all the phone, but Android's doing something similar, right? Sure. So, so. Uh, the the correct like if if you're trying to uh, like um, I'm not trying to say like that bots are going to replace websites. That's not the point that I'm trying to make. I'm trying to make a point that of course businesses will need websites because there is a lot of traffic, organic traffic, and like um, the whole infrastructure works this way right now. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is that businesses will start, you'll see much more conversations between customers and businesses in Messenger. And that is going to become one of the um, normal ways to communicate with businesses uh, throughout, like in, in, in five years. You're going to expect a business to be on Messenger and to be able to reach it and to be able to do basic stuff inside their bot uh, com- like cons- uh, that are... Um, business related to them and to reach their customer support through bot to reach their sales through the bot etc it's going to become like the, the the way that you're right now perceiving the phone that you can phone basically any business um is going to become the same for for messenger that's that's the vision that we have i can see that um i i can but see of course businesses will still have mm-hmm. websites websites are great like the the fact that everyone <laughs> that we are using them proves that they're a technology that solved the problem. And I'm just saying that bots are going to be another way uh, for businesses to communicate. And it's going to solve a lot of other problems that are not being addressed right now. So, for example, if, think, if you think about uh, messaging, uh, for sure it ate a lot of the SMS market, like basically all of the SMS market. But it also created a lot of new use cases that were just not possible in SMS. And you started to message people much more because of the messaging became free, because it's much more richer, because you can send pictures, because you can send audio and video, et cetera, which is not possible, like uh, like sending an MMS, like, come on. All right. Uh, fair point. Let me do another sponsorship message and come back and talk a little bit about your backstory and a little about the vision, too, for the future. Uh, the sponsor is a company called Acuity Scheduling. We internally now are doing some like bot as a service. Someone wants a Facebook bot. We have uh, students of ours at Mixergy, and I could talk more about that later, who've learned how to do it. And so if someone wants a bot, we want to introduce them to the right person. Well, uh, we needed some help to coordinate this because, frankly, there are so many people who are asking to have bots built, and it was tough to, to find the right person to build it for them. So we found this guy who's really good. We said, how do we get him? We sent him an email and we said, can we talk to you about this? Within a minute, he said, sure, here's my Acuity scheduling link. Pick any time you want. Boom, we picked a time off his Acuity scheduling link. We're going to have a conversation with him later this week and we can figure out, is he a good fit for us? Can we hire him or not? That's one of the reasons why we're going to work with him faster, why he is more likely to be the guy we go with, is that he made it so easy for us to book with him. That's the power of making things easy. I'm seeing people use Acuity Scheduling to make it easier to get on calls with people. That's just one example. A consultant who wants to actually get on a phone with a potential client, give them a calendar, super easy. The other thing I'm seeing is there are uh, software makers who say, I don't want people to just use my software. I know that they're not going to try it and on their own and fully get it. I want them to set up a demo. 
right? The software is 50 bucks a head. I want them to try a demo because if they do, then their whole team will use it. And so as soon as somebody tries it out or comes to the website, they say, here's a link, schedule a time for a demo. And then in the demo, you can actually set up their account. You can show them how to use it. You could teach them. You can actually have a conversation and show that if they ever have a problem with the software, you're there and you stand behind it. If you want to do that, use a software that we at Mixergy have been using for over half a decade. It's called Acuity Scheduling. The reason that I like it is it keeps getting better and better and better and better. And one of the things that it does really well now is it ties into Zapier. So if somebody buys, we could trigger an Acuity Scheduling link. But also if somebody goes to Acuity Scheduling and books with us, we could trigger a bunch of different actions using Zapier and connect to all our different apps. Maybe right after they book a conversation, we move their card in our, our CRM. If you want to actually get on a call with people, make it easy for them. Go to acuityscheduling.com slash Mixergy. They'll connect with your calendar. They'll let you pick the dates and times that you're available. They'll give you a URL to give to someone. And as soon as someone books a time slot, no one else has that time slot. If you happen to be busy that time slot and you mark it off on your calendar, nobody else can double book you. Super, super convenient. Check out acuityscheduling.com slash Mixergy. Not only are they going to give you 45 days for free and you'll be able to close sales in that 45 days, but they're even throwing in a private one-on-one consultation session with a pro to show you how you can actually use this and and get sales and grow your business because of it. So check out acuityscheduling.com slash Mixergy, acuityscheduling.com slash Mixergy. Uh you know, by the way, the best example that I've seen of this uh, future of bots and chat is is Uber. Do you remember that first Uber interaction that people had that suddenly they were taking screenshots and posting? Yeah. What was that like? Yeah. Describe it for anyone who doesn't see it, because I don't know that it's still there. I'm going to send you right now so, a message to see if yeah, it's there. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, like, I've seen uh, when you were like uh, the, the one that where you sent the address to your like friends and then it was just it, it would pop up the uh yeah request to write right? yeah i'm gonna do it. let me try right now one? i'm gonna send you the word uber nope let me tra- send you the word uh address my address uh if i click yeah. it ah there we go okay so if i send you my it used to be that if i said i'll get an uber right underneath it there was a button that says get an uber now there's yeah. uh it will automatically highlight my address if i send you an address with my with the location where we're going to meet for lunch, it automatically highlights it and says request a ride from Uber, request a ride for Lyft. Here's the thing that makes that exciting. It's a full app. We're not talking about being sent to a website. We're not talking about a chat interaction. We're talking about the full app here. You guys can see it right there on my screen. This looks like the full app. It comes up faster than a website and it's there right when you need it. And that's one of the things that I think is exciting about chat. People will keep continuing talking to each other. And when they do, they're going to want to sometimes bring in bring in software to help them out. And getting an Uber when your wife and you are talking about getting together for location, natural fit. Saying, yeah. I want to go have dinner at this place. And then suddenly the, um, the open table bot comes up and helps out, yeah. natural fit. Frankly, what's also a natural fit is if uh, you and I are trying to schedule something for the bot to automatically add it to my calendar, super, super helpful. Um, yep. I think scheduling is going to be really important inside bots so for consultants for people who are building like their personal bots um one of the things that comes up is like um i want i, I want to have like there a button that says like book book a time to for a call or book a meeting and when person does that it's either like through the chat or through the 
web views. I think web views are going to be much more useful in that also because you can see like you can do a really um, beautiful schedule with all the times and yeah. like interactions. Yeah, Chris Messina uh, was really into bots back when he was working at Uber, and now he's still super into them. And and he created the yeah. the Chris bot or the Messina bot, or maybe it was a Chris Messina yeah. bot actually. And one of the cool things about it was you can actually find out about him. You could read a little bit more about him. And then there was an option to schedule a call with him. Now this is a guy who's like really impressive background, impressive understanding of technology, and you could within his bot schedule an actual call with him. But yeah. it was kind of tedious because it was chatting back and forth. And you're right. A web view yeah. with all his calendar would be much better than a bunch of chat bubbles with available times. All right. That's that's where the future is. We've talked about where you are now and what's possible. We talked about the future. Um, let's talk about your backstory. Here's what I heard. I looked you up before you started this. And all I saw were Russian sites, which is easy to translate into English. They were like comedy sites. Yeah. Right. But you also had some kind of content reader app. What was that thing? So basically, we I started uh, our first project uh, startup when I was nineteen. Uh, it was a uh, online school of magic tricks. Uh, I was into of magic, magic since I was yeah card magic. Mm-hmm. So I was into magic since I was like fifteen or sixteen, and. Uh, uh, got into it because um, wanted to meet girls, and uh, afterwards the 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 thing, the hobby, just took a life of its own. And uh, I became pretty good. Uh, had even some like uh, local, uh, not not shows, like people would invite me to birthdays to perform. And um, uh, I started like I thought like I was really into technology also, so we started this thing, uh, posted videos on YouTube, and then drove the traffic back to the websites. Uh, uh, in a few months, like got like over half a million, yeah, half a million views on YouTube. Um, did that for a while, sold sold the business for a little bit of money, uh, but for a nineteen year old, that was like a really good <laughs> um, uh, power up. Um, and, uh, after that, uh, we started youcomedy.me. It was a, uh, you started what? Youcomedy, you mm-hmm. It was a, um, oh, it is a website, uh, that is like, it's kind of like red and nine gag, but only for fun stuff and with a lot of social features and it has like, uh, the following of the tags and of the people and mentions and friendships, etc. It was kind of like a bit of like Facebook and nine gag mixed. Like it was crazy, but it, it's, it's really interesting. Like I still sometimes go to uh, the website to, um, what is it? Uh, it's you comedy dot me. Yeah. You comedy dot me. It's, it's all in Russian. So you're not going to like, you can add, like, you I can won't get the jokes, but I think I, I remember seeing videos on there. And also, like I said, Google translates helpful gifts. for stuff like that. Yeah. The cho- anyway, it was, it was pretty fun. Um, it, it was the first experience of running a team and, uh, we got over like a few hundred thousand users there. Um, uh, but with consumer projects, like when you have the, uh, like revenue per user uh, less than a dollar a year. If you're like running ads or something, you have to have millions of users and that you can get only like getting them for free, basically virally. And uh, so we hadn't had the 
quite the virality that we needed. So we started to build a mobile app uh, called Banan. It's uh, in the same space, entertainment. Uh, and this was uh, about like, uh, it was Tinder for, for gifts, for jokes. You could go in, swipe left and right. All the jokes, all, all the gifts were moderated. And uh, like, we still, still, it's 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 so, so funny. Like thousands, like tens of thousands of people are still using it, and we have not updated the project for a while. And uh, ourselves, we are using it. Like when we want to have fun, we just go in, swipe left and right, and like it's uh, the content is really good. Um, it had the crazy good retention, but still didn't have the virality. After that, I was a bit, it was four years we did two, two of these projects. And I was a bit burned out, burned out, um, wanted to take some time off. But then Telegram Messenger uh, opened up their API and it was like 65 million users uh, who had like, who only messaged each other. And there was like, they, they couldn't do anything uh, besides messaging each other. So when we looked at this platform, uh, I tried to, like, I was just playing around with it and uh, tried to make my own bot to broadcast content. And it was really hard. Like, you had to rent servers to hire developers. Like, it was uh, databases, et cetera. It was really hard. So we decided to uh, create a platform for creating bots. So uh, this was the idea, like, hey, let's create a platform that would allow people to broadcast content inside a Telegram bot. And uh, me and my co-founder just, like, in, in, in a week or two got the MVP running and then spent a month to get a few hundred people on board, uh, just reaching out to some Telegram communities, etc. And after we got a few hundred people, it just started growing virally. So we've hit, like, thousands, tens of thousands of bots in a few months. And uh, that's when we reached out to 500 startups, got into 500 startups. And while we were doing the pro the acceleration uh, program, Facebook opened up their API. So when Facebook opened up the API, it just like the, the it was a big market shift because Facebook is a really big platform. And so they have, like you said in the beginning, 1.2 million people using Billion. Billion, yeah, yeah. So it's it, it, it's one point two billion people every month using the messenger platform. They have over sixty five million businesses using Pages, and each page is a potential uh, is a one click away from from becoming a bot. So it's a huge market, and we realized that quick, like really early because we've been doing Telegram bots for a year at that point. And so we're one of the first ones to create a platform to create bots on Facebook Messenger. Uh, and have been growing ever since. What did you do to grow virally when you were on the Telegram platform? Um, all of our bots had the uh, made uh, with ManyBot. It, the, 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 the Telegram product was called ManyBot. And um, so, so it was kind of like what Hotmail did for email. This what, the email was sent with Hotmail. So this bot was created with ManyBot. And we are doing the same thing with ManyChat right now on Facebook Messenger. So if you're on a free account, we do the branding. And you can remove it, of course. If you pay. Yeah. Yeah, I see ManyBot is still active right now, but it looks like it hasn't yeah. been touched much since uh, Facebook took we off. We are growing virally. Like, still. We are it's not, still growing. Like, we are not 
updating the like the um, product at this point because like we have to focus. There's so much to build for uh, the messenger. Um, we just have to focus on one platform at this point. But uh, Manybot is gro- is still growing virally. We have over like half a million bots there. What'd you sell those businesses <laughs> for? What? What'd you sell those businesses for? Wait, you have more, more than half a million bots or half a million subscribers to the bots? Half a million uh, bots on bots? Telegram. Yes. Wow. It's much more because bots in, on Telegram are much less, much more like Facebook pages in the early days. So a lot of people on Telegram would create bots for communities, for their high school, for their just group. And then what to, does the bot do? It has, it, you can think of it as a stripped web page. It has a menu, it has some content inside of it. It can do broadcasts. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of basic. Uh, so this is why we don't charge people on the menu bot platform. There is no way you can pay us. Uh, it's just all free, but it's all branded. Uh, and um, yeah, it's 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 just because there was no way. Like Facebook has a lot of ways to interact with their customer with their audience already, uh, and Telegram had zero. And there are some countries where Telegram is the, the um, number one communication channel and people need a way to be represented there so bots come into that uh, space uh, and they start to actually take on the role of websites because people are not building websites there they're jumping the website uh, stage and going straight to bots in in messengers so this is why we had some like tremendous and this is the same thing that happened to messaging apps uh, taking much uh, taking off much faster in South America, in Europe, uh, in, in Asia. Because in the US, uh, you had free texts. And like, why would you need like a messaging app that can send texts? And like, when WhatsApp started, like, the only thing that you could do, like, you could send texts. Uh, when you can send texts for free, like, it's, it's meaningless for you. So messaging apps in the U.S. had to bring so much more value so people would start to ditch SMS in favor of messaging apps. And for the, whole, the, for the rest of the world where people pay for each message, and like it's the most lucrative thing for the telecom companies because they're, the costs are zero and they charge like, I don't know, cent or two cent, three cents per message. So when WhatsApp came out and all the other messengers, people just like adopted them in a heartbeat. So, and same thing goes for, for bots. Like there are some countries where this is taking off really fast and inside Facebook, uh, inside us and Western countries, it's going to take some time, but it's already growing really fast. Here's why here in the U S a lot of people underestimate it. I remember looking at the different chat apps when they first came out in the app store and wondering why are they doing so well? Why does somebody need another chat app? And then I looked at the messaging. It wasn't about, SMS replacement for adults. It was you're a kid, your parents don't give you a data plan, you want to chat with people using your uh, iPod touch, or you want to chat with someone who's not on iPhone and is on somewhere else. So they were going after kids who didn't even have messaging. And if they did, their parents were definitely regulating the number of messages that they had. Also, kids, and I'm talking about 
preteens and teenagers are much more likely to be chatting all day long. And so they went to people who are younger than probably the audience who's listening to me right now, and it, it became entrenched. But I'm seeing it being used more and more. How many times do you, uh, do you see people who are full-grown adults working full-time who have a chat app, at least one running 24 hours a day, or at least while they're working, right? And for some of them, it's absolutely slack. For others, it's uh, Telegram on their phone. I'm surprised, actually, even in the U.S. that people still prefer that. It's something. For some, it's still Skype, which I'm seeing is still being used on a regular basis, but chat is up and, and running. And by the way, Skype also has a bot platform. They've been pushing it aggressively. It's just not as exciting, I don't think, because uh, Facebook is being used by way more people. What did you sell yeah. those two companies for? We didn't sell them. They're oh, you own them both? Yep. Producing revenue? I, a, a, a part of them. Nope. No. What did you it's learn just, from 500 like, startups that you couldn't learn on your own? Um, I think it's a whole experience that was very valuable. The network, the mentors, the having 50 other teams running alongside with you, pushing like their limits, and it just motivates you. Um, the lesson that I couldn't have learned myself, I think just getting the honest, raw, honest feedback is, is, is really hard for a founder. Founders tend to be in the reality distortion field when you have to be there. Like you have to uh, believe in the vision against all the odds. And uh, if you don't do that, like you're going to like the first bump on the road, you're going to uh, give up. Uh, but that can backfire when there are things that you should pay attention to and you shouldn't ignore uh, that are in the business model or, or in the go-to-market strategy, etc. And that was really valuable. To Is there one example of, of something that, that they forced you to understand and accept? Um, I think the, uh, the way that we are thinking about paid and free was one of the important ones um, because we were coming from Telegram and we were really focused on like getting those numbers up and uh, just trying to, as hard as possible, trying to um, get the number of bots uh, because we thought that that was the success metric. And uh, when we talked to 500 startups and got, went through the program, it became obvious that like, if you look at the best companies, marketing companies, et cetera, they can have like 10,000 customers and be very successful. Like Inter Intercom has like 17,000 customers and we already have over 20,000 bots connected to the platform. So it's not about the quantity. It's not about like what, uh, how, how, how big is that number? It's about... It's about the money. It's about uh, your unit economics. How much are you getting from each uh, customer? Uh, and that depends on the value that you're bringing. So how you can bring as a business the most amount of value and then have a way to capture that value uh, so that the business is successful, you're successful, and everybody's like moving forwards. And you know, and I think that's a 500 startups attitude. Dave McClure's had that for a long time. Pay me bitch, you know, 
find a yeah. way or get yourself paid uh, is, yeah. is the attitude that he's had. For really the entrepreneur. Sorry? Really scrappy and really like, hey, uh, just like, let's find something real. Let's find something that people will actually pay for. And, and I have to tell like, you that as a business, when I see that software is free, I feel very shaky about using them, especially when a founder emails me and says, hey, Andrew, this is just as good as like we use Libsyn to publish our interviews. And I got an email from someone who says, hey, Andrew, this is just as good as Libsyn, but free. And I think that is not going to win me over. I don't want to work with you if you're free. Right. That's like if yeah. a doctor says, hey, come come to my office. I'm free or medicine that's free yeah. as opposed to the one that's a, I think I could pay a few bucks as a business. You definitely want to pay for it because you want to know that the company's going to survive. You want to know that the company's doing well. Moreover, you want a company that's not going to only survive. You want a company that's going to succeed and bring you the best features, the most reliable service, the customer support, the success, etc. So it's it's all about like people tend to have this like mentalities of uh, a war between the customer and the business and like uh, who is going to like where is going to be the balance and the price etc but there is like if you think about all of this as a partnership if you think about that every business that you're paying you're in partnership with because they're helping you succeed and you're helping them succeed yeah then like it becomes obvious that everyone has got to get First of all, everybody's got to get their value and everybody's got to get their money if they're bringing that value. So, and you, you should be invested. Like there is no way around it. Like if you are going to get a platform that's going to give you a lot of value and not charge you for it, either they're going to charge at some point or uh, it's going to go down because there is yeah. no way to, to have value for a long time. So, I always think of yeah. Etherpad. This It's a long time ago when I first started Mixergy. Yeah. Etherpad allowed you to embed a, a notepad on your site and anyone can edit it and it could be completely revisable and they didn't charge anything and I embedded it for my transcripts all over the site because I knew, you know what, my audience is good. They will fix, trans, they will fix uh, issues with the transcript. I put it everywhere and then they closed down and suddenly I had to go and pay someone to move all of my transcripts off of Etherpad to this new thing and it's such a pain in the butt to, to do that. I definitely prefer as a business to pay. All right. I'm glad that you're doing well with this thing here. Uh, guys, if you're out there, I think the future is a little unknown, but it's definitely very, very bright. I, I think it's bright for, for chat. I think we're going to see full-on app-like experiences inside of chat. I think we're going to see full-on website replacements for some businesses inside of chat. And at the very least, it's an additional way of interacting with their people. We know that when a business gets to actually talk to people that people feel better about working with them. And about this treadmill desk, I like to email them back and say, hey, how do I connect it now to my favorite app so I keep track of how much I'm running or walking here at the office, right? You want to know. I want to email them back. I want to know that there's a real person uh, behind the, the business, especially when you make a big investment. So chat's a place where people are going to be communicating back with businesses, especially faster. It's faster than email, right? Look at what I did, by the way, Mike. I got this treadmill desk. I emailed the company. The next day they email me back. I forgot what I emailed them about even. I just totally forgot. It wasn't a pressing issue. So then I had to go figure out what it was. And then there was another issue that came up between then and now. So now I went back and I emailed them again. And it's another day. If it was chat, just message them. I'll know how fast they're going to respond. Come back as soon. I get an alert as soon as they're there. All right. Uh, that's the future. Um, I remember when I was first talking about this about a year ago, people didn't buy into it. Then I created a bot. They tried it and they said, holy 
crap, Andrew, how do you do this? So I started showing to people in the audience, like one-on-one, if they subscribe to my bot and they want to know how to do it, one-on-one, I'd show it to them. And I said, do they really value it? And the way to know if someone really values it is to actually charge them. So I put a price. I forget what the number was, like 350 bucks, one hour with me. I'll set up a robot with you. And boom, it was set up and it was, it was good. I remember at the time, uh, Mike, you, you said to me, Andrew, you're making more money from our platform than we are. <laughs> I don't even know if you, you were did. charging at the time. Yeah. And the we, reason we were, but we weren't charging 350. Yeah, you weren't charging <laughs> yeah. at the time. Um, and that really did well. And I know why. Yesterday I was talking to someone at Neil Patel's company. Neil Patel is a fantastic marketer. I showed them many chat and they said, this is fantastic. Will they let me hire someone to do it for me? And I said, well, I thought you guys were great. You have a, a big team. He says, yeah, but we don't want to figure any of this stuff out. Build it for us. Then we're going to fix what you guys do because you're not going to write it in our language. And then we'll publish it. And once it starts to make money, then we're going to want to take over it and have somebody internally. Once it really produces significant money for us. And that really is the attitude that a lot of bigger businesses have had. They say, this is great. We want you to build it for us. Take our email copy, turn it into this experience, have our people talk when it makes sense, but don't bother them when it doesn't. And so we created something called Bot Academy at Mixergy, where we teach people how to create good bots, bots that people actually want to be engaged with. Good copywriting, I think, is really important here. If it stinks, if it's long, people are going to delete you and you're not going to be able to message them. So we teach that, we teach growth, we teach the whole thing, and we teach you how to get clients. And then every time somebody comes to me as a client, I pass them on to one of our graduates. So Neil Patel asked to work with us. I said, uh, there isn't really anyone here at Mixergy who's going to create bots anymore, but Ashley is one of our students. She's fantastic. I'll connect you and she could build your bot. So Ashley, one of our graduates, is doing it. So all that's to say is this is how bought in I am. I actually created a whole new product at Mixergy to just keep talking about this, to keep training people to do it. If you're curious about what our bot looks like, you can go to botacademy.com and see our bot. And if you haven't created a bot, um, you're not alone. Most people haven't created bots. At, at the very least, you should be curious enough right now to go and create your very first bot. And the site that you can go do it on right now and get a bot that's very similar to ours is ManyChat. There you can actually start building up subscribers, getting people to give you permission, sending out a collection of messages on a regular basis. I actually like daily at first, and then you can go a little bit longer. Um, and watch the data come in. You'll be amazed. Once you get 100 people, you'll be amazed at how interactive they are and how profitable it could be for your business. All right, I'm not here to promote ManyChat. I just kind of really like it, Mike. Um so, and I've been using it for a long time, over a year right now, I'd say, maybe about a year. Uh, go to manychat.com to check it out. And if you need a developer and you are willing to beat Mike for some developers in Eastern Europe, the company to do it, they're actually not just in Eastern Europe, they're all over the place. Uh, it's TopTal. They're a diversified team. So you get a developer that you work with one-on-one, part-time, full-time, et cetera. And they are wherever they happen to be. It doesn't matter because they're connected with you through whatever chat, frankly, chat apps that you use, Slack, et cetera. Go check out toptal.com slash Mixergy. And if you want your people to actually do demos of your software or talk to your customers, et cetera, check out the software we've been using for that. It's called Acuity, uh, Acuity Scheduling. That's acuityscheduling.com slash Mixergy. Mike, I'm glad you were here. Thanks, man. Got to be here. Congratulations. And I have one more interview to record and you and I are going to get together for lunch. I don't know how you're going to come from Palo Alto all the way here to San Francisco, but we'll find a way. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> okay, I'll see you. Bye. Okay.